the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Oh, somebody's getting called into a meeting at MSNBC today. Anchor Katie Tour yesterday was on the air when a correspondent was uh, reporting from Ukraine on Joe Biden's announcement that we were no longer going to import Russian oil. And Katie Tour said, well, you know, something that's smart and correct, but you're just not allowed to say those kinds of things on MSNBC. Surging, this is very lucrative. Oil and gas is very lucrative right now for the Russians, but it's the start of a process and really the only one and the, and the, and the best one for us to pursue at this point. We only use about 8%. Again, we're gonna, the allies would need to get involved because so much of Europe is d- dependent on Russian oil. Um, it also, uh, something that Senator Chris Murphy of Connecticut brought up today was this just, just, just exposes how insane it is that we rely are, we rely on energy from authoritarian leaders, and we are not self-reliant on our own energy. A lot of talk about why we don't go green. Heidi Prespella, Heidi, thank you so much. Thank Virgin, you so much. Very- yes, thank you so much. It does expose how insane it is that we are not energy independent and that we rely on dictators. Yes, that is very, very insane. Well, this would have been a useful sanction to trot out in the early days of trying to scare Vladimir Putin into not overstepping his geographical boundaries into Ukraine. But, of course, Joe Biden wouldn't do that. All of all his harshest sanctions ever. We were still buying millions of barrels of Russian oil every day. Now we are not. But he was forced into this by his own party as Nancy Pelosi and the House Democrats were going to pass legislation requiring us. So Joe Biden thought, well, I guess I've followed. Oh, excuse me. He terms it leading from behind. I guess I've followed as long as I can. Uh, Here is Bill Bennett, conservative commentator, last night on Special Report, uh, affirming Joe Biden's decision and providing some context to that decision. I think it was the right thing to do. This is uh, blood-soaked oil. Uh, Nevertheless, the president's palpable hostility uh, to the fossil fuel, to oil companies, is still present. Uh, Why he would uh, prefer the oil out of, uh, from Maduro or or Iran, uh, Venezuela or Iran, over American oil, I, I don't understand. And the claim that he did nothing to prevent the flow or inhibit the flow in production of oil is, is obviously false. So, you know, Bill Buckley used to say, it's not what a man says, it's where he puts his emphasis. And clearly, uh, the animus of this administration toward the oil companies is clear and present. It absolutely is. Uh, quoting uh, Bill Buckley, I will quote someone else, uh, more esteemed than Bill Buckley. I will quote the Lord Jesus Christ. You will know them by their fruit. You will know them by their fruit. Joe Biden's fruit is beholden to dictators, begging Maduro in Venezuela, begging the 
uh, Iranian ayatollahs begging OPEC nations, Saudi Arabia, others, and up until yesterday, buying oil from Vladimir Putin. Uh, Rick Perry used to be the energy secretary under Donald Trump. He says there is no mistaking the signals that Joe Biden has sent in the blame game that he plays with the U.S. petroleum industry. I want to bring up one other thing that's really offensive to the people who are out here uh, putting a lot of Americans to work uh, in the oil and gas industry, certainly in my home state and across the country. Uh, And that is this not even lightly veiled attack on the oil and gas producers in this country when day before yesterday, uh, President Biden basically said, that they were the cause of the problem, that they weren't out there uh, doing their part. And nothing it could be more offensive to me. I mean, that's a pretty unpatriotic thing to say, Mr. President, uh, about the oil and gas producers, which are basically our national defense. Yeah. If you want to talk about a, a defense policy, have an energy Uh, industry that is vibrant, that is delivering oil and gas, not to just the American military, but to our allies as well. So, you know, take the foot off of the neck of the oil and gas industry. Quit using them as your scapegoat uh, to, you know, dog whistle to the left and get America back on track by sending the message that we're going to open up our oil and gas industry. We're sitting on 100 plus years of energy in this country and using the climate uh, as, as your uh, existential threat, uh, I happen to think is pretty poor, not only public policy, uh, but it's also pretty bad politics. It is bad policy. It is bad politics. It's bad policy because it's penalizing the poorest people. It is a regressive penalty on people who make the least amount of money because everybody pays the same amount for gas. Right now in Columbus, three eighty nine is the cheapest gas you can find. Uh, $4.49 is the most expensive gas. When gas at Sam's Club is four thirty one, that's not a good sign. Not a good sign. That's from ColumbusGasPrices.com. I've not paid over $4 a gallon yet. I fully expect to, if I were doing it solely to support the Ukrainian people, if the raise in gas prices here was unavoidable, then I would bite my lip, grit my teeth, maybe grin, and bear it. But it is totally Joe Biden's unmistakable signal to the oil industry that we don't like the product you produce because it costs me cred with my green energy advocates, the wackos who think that our earth earth is going to melt away and go away in the next decade. John Kerry, AOC, and their ilk, Greta Thunberg, were letting a teenager screaming at us dictate our energy policy and disadvantage millions of Americans. The power of the Biden administration saying, okay, look, like, look, we're not against green energy. We're all for it, but it's going to take a long, 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 long time. What percentage of cars on the road today do you think are electric cars? 2%. 2%. Have we solved all the issues with electric cars? We hear that they're sustainable, right? Sustainable. 
Whenever we have a terrorist threat or the idea that we could get hacked, what's the one industry that people talk about being the most vulnerable, being the most outdated, being the most ill-equipped to deal with the nefarious, behind-the-scenes, technological attacks of the Russians or another foreign enemy? It is, it, is it not our power grid? Is not our power grid like always labeled as outdated, inadequate, too accessible to people? I just watched a 60 Minutes report from a while back. How many of our power plants are out in plain sight where you could just walk up and lob a bomb over a chain link fence if you wanted to and blow it up? A lot of them, okay? A lot of them. So we're going to make everybody drive an electric car. Not even going to cover now the difficulty of affording said electric car. Not even going to talk about the inconvenience of having to stop said electric car and charge said electric car. What about the drain on our already overwhelmed and outdated power grid? That's a problem, is it not? As I said yesterday, if you're... An Ohio State fan, you're driving to a game in Bloomington, Indiana, that's 250 miles away. You can go 200 miles on a charge. You get to Indy, you got to recharge. You go to Bloomington, come back, you get to, eh, what, Springfield, Eaton, maybe Dayton, got to charge again. Now, I'm sure there'll be a day when this will all be fixed. I don't underestimate the brilliant minds of scientists around the world and here to figure this out. But right now, it's not figured out. Right now, what the Biden administration needs to do is to say, look, we're working on this. We're going to continue to work on this. We're going to continue to prioritize it. I don't even care if you continue to give them tax breaks. But in the meantime, could we stop gap the pie in the sky? Unicorns can fly and no carbon will be emitted. Lunacy of the left by continuing to produce oil as cheaply and as efficiently and, yes, as environmentally friendly as we can. Here's Claire Chase, Mac Energy Corporation. Biden says you can produce more energy. He's blaming it on you. What do you want to hear from Joe Biden in order to get this issue solved? We, we really need to know that once we start drilling for oil that we're going to be able to continue to produce it without, you know, getting fined or without new rules and regulations coming down on us. Yeah. Um, we we really do an incredible job of protecting the environment and, and protecting air and water. Um, and it's much better than anywhere else in the world. So why we're not relying on American energy is really just beyond me. It's beyond all of us who have any common sense at all. Again, I remind you that the Biden administration is not so stupid to think that everybody can buy an electric car. They say it. They aren't that stupid. But they indicate their utter disdain by continuing to prattle on with such elementary solutions to problems that aren't even that complex. They just have an ideological zealotry and a political enslavement to... People who hate American industry, hate American workers, and let's just be honest, hate America.
My appreciation to Dr. Glenn Doerr, Cedarville University, and U.S. Senate candidate Mike Gibbons joining the show today. You can catch those interviews on the podcast at 989theanswer.com. Aaron makes those available every day. Nice to have Aaron back. Did you uh, did you take a golf vacation? No, no golf. No golf? I did see I some. Wish. I saw some people yesterday. I was over in the Dayton area last night, and I saw some hardy souls out walking a golf course, playing golf. It's about that time. Have you been out yet? No. The uh, grass is greening up. Will be that time before too long. Now, I'm looking at a tweet that just came from Nexta, the largest European media. It's a blue check mark. It has, uh, well, this is odd. Oh, it has a, a Ukrainian flag on top of its logo. Okay, not so odd. And it says a shipment of grenade launchers and instructors from NATO countries have arrived in Kharkiv. These weapons look nasty. The Azov Regiment was the first to learn about the new weaponry. Okay, so we have this high-tech shipment of weapons from NATO to Kharkiv. That's a city in Ukraine. And I assume, it looks like, it could take out a tank, maybe take out, maybe it's an anti-aircraft missile. Does this seem a ridiculous sleight-of-hand, three-card Monty move to anyone but me? NATO can send high-tech weapons that can and are designed to take out Russian tanks and shoot planes out of the sky, Russian fighters out of the sky. But NATO cannot send planes to also shoot Russian planes out of the sky because that would be provoking Vladimir Putin and would precipitate World War III. Um, Joe Biden, well, a couple days ago, was saying um, Poland should send planes to Ukraine. Poland's a NATO country. Poland should send its MiG fighters to Ukraine. And if they do, we will not leave Poland defenseless. Poland's a NATO country. We will come to Poland's aid. We will send new planes to Poland. And Poland said... Sure, you want us to take the blame alone for sending planes to Ukraine. We're a lot closer to Russia than you are. How about if we send our planes to you and you send them to Ukraine? And now Joe Biden has said, uh, no, not going to do that. Ted Cruz sees how stupid this is. The senator from Texas weighs in. And what President Zelensky said, he said a couple of things. He said, number one, if Biden last year had sanctioned Nord Stream 2, which which I fought all year trying to force Biden to do, Zelensky said Russia would not have invaded if Biden had sanctioned Nord Stream 2. That is a big deal because 44 Democrats just a few weeks ago voted with Putin, with Russia, against sanctions, which is what caused this invasion. But but secondly, Zelensky said what they need more than anything is control of the air. The Russians right now have air dominance, and they need fighter jets. Now, Poland has these MiGs. Poland was more than happy to, to offer these MiGs to the Ukrainians. And here's where the Biden administration screwed it up. The Biden administration doesn't want fighter jets to go to Ukraine. They don't believe Ukraine can win, and they're resigned. They believe Russia will win. And, and so what the Biden administration was doing is they were saying, gosh, Poland is, is a sovereign country. It's up to Poland 
whether or not they give these MIGs. And so they were blaming Poland for not sending the MIGs. Poland last night called the Biden administration's bluffs and said, here are the MIGs. Give them to the Ukrainians. Great with us. Here's what should happen. The Ukrainian pilots, we should not have U.S. pilots in combat with Russia, but the Ukrainian pilots can come pick up the MiGs. They were going to do it in Poland. They should come do it and fly the MiGs back. Now, if they engage in combat with the Russians, if Ukrainians and Russians are engaged in combat, that's war. But the Biden administration can't decide if they think there's a prayer Ukraine can win or not. And so they're dragging their feet on the jet aircraft that, that, that Ukraine desperately needs. It is also entirely possible that the Biden administration doesn't want Ukraine to win. I always say, we look at policies and go, why why can't they figure out what it would take to make this issue go away? Maybe they don't want the issue to go away. So the way that we've sat back, not imposed the strictest sanctions that we could, embargoed Russian oil imports only when Joe Biden was forced to by his own Democrats in the House. To me, that's like, well, he didn't want to do it. He has a reason. I don't know what his reason is, but he has a reason not to do it. He's not doing it. Doesn't take a genius. <laughs> Goodness, because if it did, Biden would never get it done. Doesn't take a genius to see that denying Vladimir Putin the money he gets from his oil would hurt his war machine, couldn't finance it. So if they're not doing it, there must be a reason why they're doing it. Uh, Mark Thiessen, Washington Post columnist, uh, offering his opinion on why. Why are we doing this ridiculous little tap dance around the plains? Poland, you give them. No, we'll give them to you. No, we're not going to give them. He's basically for a week been challenging the, the, the United States and the world, saying, look, either you impose a no-fly zone or give us the planes to do it ourselves. And Joe Biden's answer to him is no. Not one of the to both answers, uh, you know, and the objections to the, the what the polls basically did is they called Biden's bluff. He was blaming Poland for the for the drag on this. And they said, OK, we'll give you the planes and you send them over there. And Biden administration turned it down. Their objections are absurd. First of all, as you pointed out earlier in the show, it makes no difference whether the plane takes off from a Polish NATO base or a German NATO base um, in terms of international law. And second, the Biden administration is providing Stinger missiles to Ukraine right now to shoot down Russian planes. Those aren't magically appearing by teleportation in Ukraine. They're coming from U.S. bases in Germany right. and, and throughout and so Europe we don't and think Eastern that, Europe. We don't so think that Vladimir Putin knows that we are sending hundreds and hundreds of stingers yeah. and javelins in. So, yeah, uh, so they have what, the same mission. So are they not going to get the MiGs because the Pentagon says this configuration doesn't work? So here's what the polls have done for us. They've clarified things. They have offered the planes. The planes are ready to go tonight. They could be there tonight if Joe Biden says yes. So if these planes are not flying over Ukrainian skies in the next 24 hours, Vladimir, uh, Vladimir Zelensky has one person to call, Joe Biden. Nobody else is holding this up. Joe Biden and the Biden administration, because of their fear of Vladimir Putin and their weakness, are not providing those planes. And Ukrainians are dying. Innocent civilians are being slaughtered every day. And we saw more of them slaughtered today. Children's Hospital, Mariupol, expectant mothers, little kids. Oh, well, Anthony Blinken will come out. In fact, he was already out today talking about how horrendous and heinous this is. Maybe there'll be a strongly worded press release. Meanwhile, Putin's aggression goes on. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.